to the con. And welcome to season two, episode one of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Woo! We're back and it feels so good. God, it feels good to be back. We miss you guys. We have a lot of catching up to do. So before we get started, uh, what did I want to say? <laughs> before we get started, we should do some uh, some post-production meetings and all that kind of stuff. You thought we would do that on our break, but yeah, yeah, nope. I know. No, no, no. So, uh, uh, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Um, How much more time do you need? We, I, have, I'm sorry, dude. Okay, all right, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. This whole time to hear our triumphant return, and this is how we come off the blocks. This it, is how we start out of the gate. We trip on the starting line. Come on. <laughs> they should know that this is how we start. This is what we do. We trip all the time. So you know what? It's all good. So it's it's par for the course. Once again, thank you for joining us. We took a little bit of a break uh, between April and now uh, because life was kind of getting back to normal. I was worried myself. I was thinking, oh, are we going, is this going to be the end of the conman? But luckily we kept it through with our uh, knowledge drops with uh Captain America and Winter Soldier. And um, we took some time to kind of just relax and get creative in that time. And I can't tell you how many times I things would pop into my head and I have to instantly write them down because they're inspiration for the show. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited about what's in store for this season that's coming up. I just want to clarify one thing. Tony, you and I may have taken some time off. But we kept putting things on Wayne's plate. You know, for yeah, the show. like hey, what how else about is this new? for season two? How about this for season two? How about f-? and sooner or later he just stopped replying back to our text. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I blocked you guys for about three weeks. You know that, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we know that. But right. I, hey, it's 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 only fair. Well, season one is in the books, and we cannot wait to kick off season two. Tony, I think season two needs a theme. It's funny that you say that because, yes, we do kind of have a theme this season. So we didn't realize it at the time. We were just trying to get this thing up off the ground, the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. And last season, I guess you can say, was about finding ourselves, finding out who we are, finding out how this dynamic of Wayne, myself, and Brian was going to work. We were just – we were – we were like deer lost in the in the woods looking for their mothers. Oh. We were just lost <laughs> and trying to figure our way out and try to figure out how this whole thing was going to work. In the meantime, we came up with some really good ideas during that time. We did some really creative things, but season 1 was all about finding ourselves. And this season, yeah, go ahead. So tell me Tony yeah, what is season two? Because uh, I, I'm, I, I, I got lost in your lost analogy with you. Yeah, here. I know, I know. <laughs> I again, I'm over explaining. I'm too like much. a boat on rocky shores or rocky raves without a. Or what? What are you talking Brian, about here? Come you're, on, you're let's stealing go. the you're stealing the thunder. Okay, you just you just you just brought the show to a screeching halt, Brian. Uh, no, no, it what else is before fucking I you? Chimed in. What <laughs> you, you stopped us at the deer fret? I know. <laughs> Right. I was I was going somewhere lost with it. Lost deer? Don't they live if in the woods? Just, uh, why yes. are they lost in the woods? 
Shut up, Brian. <laughs> logic has no play for right now. There's no logic right, right now. Well, get so us back this, on track, will you? Yes, I am going to. And this season is all going to be about embracing who we are. And that is the con men. We are going to embrace all of those things that we talked about that we didn't like about ourselves in season one. Well, guess what? They're going to be front and center. And I can't wait to delve into it. And I have nobody to thank more than my co-host, Brian. Brian, why don't you tell us why we chose this as our theme for this, this season? Oh, my goodness. Talk about putting me on the spot. You know? Damn right. During our break, uh, Tony, Wayne, and I would we, we would still communicate, and I was just thinking, Tony loves Hearthstone, the game that we have been trying to get him to scale down on playing so much over this this past year, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> Tony's a, a good friend of mine, and I, I I like who he is, and why do I want to, I don't know, stifle some of who he is. And I was just thinking, you know what? If he wants to play Hearthstone, who the hell am I to tell him not to? I'm like, what? you do it, man. You want to play seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day? You Shut go up. right ahead. Shut up. It, has, it <laughs> doesn't, I don't think I've gotten that right. far into uh, it. Hey, man, I, I'm, a, I'm, on, I'm in your corner. I'm on your side. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing you. You know what? If this makes you happy, you have at it, sir. And and I, I'm here for the journey with you. So I have a feeling. So the comment are going to be known as the enablers going forward yes. now. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> why not? Hey, add another title to us. But, uh, well, I, I, think that, I think that Brian brings up a great point. It is part of who I am and part of what I do. And this whole thing, if you remember last season, just to kind of bring you up to speed, I do play this game Hearthstone. It is a card game. No matter what Brian says or anybody else that sent us an email saying otherwise. It is a card game, and with this card game, I have been trying to obtain legendary status. Something that I've been trying to do for seven years, have yet to do that. Dun, dun, dun. But, <laughs> We're going to get you there. And Brian just decided, hey, why not just take this bad habit that he has and let's turn it into something good and i think that there's something to be said for that uh if you could take the one thing about you that's kind of quirky and nerdy and geeky and do something kind of positive out of it i don't know we'll see what we learn from that i don't know uh, i've spent so many hours so many times on this damn game but i'm looking forward to, to to making that happen and thank you brian for making my dreams come true hey man i'm here in your corner we're going to get you there legendary status and that is a goal that i want to see you achieve and we're going to do that together oh that's awesome now with that said brian why don't you tell us what you want to do for season 2 and how you're going to embrace your total uh inner geek I'm not sure I'm there with like you are. <laughs> oh, get over it, dude. What are you talking about? I just, uh, I know, it's already I know. part of the show, but you know what? This is, again, uh, Brian, we're kicking off season two. Yeah. This is like, hey, what is it that one thing that you want to just indulge in and that you want to accomplish? It's embarrassing. Related to your game. <laughs> I don't care if it's embarrassing. It's All not right. embarrassing, more embarrassing than playing a damn card, mm. uh, uh, a fake card game I want to be on too a phone sure about for hours. That. Well, I, uh, I, I play Pokemon with my brothers 
and I have since the first series of games came out. And I would like to, one, collect them all, catch them all. Uh, I've never been able to achieve that. Uh, every year with every new game, the, the list just keeps growing. And I've decided that I want to compete in an actual tournament this year, whatever that might look like. I'm going to look it up. I don't have a lot of details Sweet. on it right now. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. But I'm kind of excited about it at the same time. And it's something that I've been kind of keeping to myself. But Why? I want to go and compete at an at a at a regulation tournament, not just against my family. Because against my family, I'm good. But I'm convinced if I was ever to play against somebody else, I would I, I I'm not good. I'm I, I don't want to blow any smoke, you know, or anything like that. But I am not good at this game outside of my family. And Brian? I want to get better and Brian? I want to do a tournament. I really Brian? do. Yes, Wayne. You got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, that's what my I brother know. said. Please, too. and I said <laughs> that too. It's like, if, if why not? This is if this is what the season is going to bring, then let's do it. Let's do it right oh. off the bat. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I will. You know, whether okay, if it's part of the show, great. But I want oh, it you will to be do part it. of the show. It will I, be part I, of the show because <laughs> we need to know this experience. Well, I want to know. So you have yeah. to do it. Yeah, I'll if yeah I. I I'll look into it and I'll get the details. Um, and and what, Brian, what can it I takes. can I just can I can I uh, can I just uh, add one thing? If you need me to fly out and put on a <laughs> Pikachu costume and run around in your yard while you're trying to catch me, I will gladly do that in order to make your dream come true. So that whatever you need from me, let me know and I will do it. If Sounds I need good. to, yeah. If I need to get in a Pikachu costume, if I need to, what what the hell's the name of the kid that that has the balls? What's Ash. his name? <laughs> Ash. What's the bald dude's name? What? Ash. Oh, Ash. Ash? But you know what? The games aren't Ash, about the cartoon. Catch him. The, the the games are not about the cartoon. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, but hey, if you need, you know, if you want to be Ash, catch him. And you need, <laughs> and, and you want to catch. Balls at you? Yes, yeah, you <laughs> can throw your balls at me. Such a friend. And, uh, yes, and <laughs> this is what uh, friends are yeah, for. Yeah, and then you could totally, uh, yeah, you can you could totally catch my Bulbasaurus. Okay, well. That's how we kick off season two, everybody. <laughs> or you know what? Better yet, you could probably catch my Squirtle. Oh gosh, yeah, not regretting uh, anyway. this at all. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne usually is laughing and he's got this perplexed right. look on his face. So this, I like, probably I got, went over th- that a boundary. Look is, I've got so much editing to do already. <laughs> Brian, you are correct. That is my look right now. Uh, but you know that is what season two is going to be about. What are the things that you? Wish you could kind of embrace uh, as your inner geek and just f- go full-fledged into it. Let us know. As you already know, we have info at the in, uh, info at com and also on our Instagram and Facebook stuff. So uh, we look forward to this challenge. Let us know what you're working on this season, and we'll share it with everybody else so we can kind of embrace our inner geek as you will together okay so that's what we're looking forward to in season two so uh what do we got next brian anything else you know actually tony real quick what have you been doing for the past few weeks or several weeks (laughs) what have we been doing so during this time as you may or may not know if you listen to the podcast we were on we were the guests on the uprooted podcast with uh john joins and christine joins uh friends of the show we went on there and uh, we learned a lot from them. And what we discussed were how to be 
geek parents and how we could get kids into geeky stuff. So uh, that was something that was really fun. It was kind of, we branched out. I feel like we kind of took over their show a little bit, um, you know, because that's just kind of what we do. We're, we're like a parasite. <laughs> we get we get in there and we'll just kind of spread and do our thing. But I can't thank Christine and John enough for inviting us and allowing us that time on their show because it was something that uh, uh, we loved and it promoted us and it invited us on as guests. We had so much fun with it. So that was one of the things that we did during was, our break. It was great. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the Uprooted podcast, please do so. It's fantastic. And I can't recommend it enough. So right after you're done listening to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast, please download the Uprooted podcast. It is a great, great show. What else have we been doing during our break? Brian, why don't we start with you? What have you been doing? You know, um, this was a good time to kind of take a break, you know, kind of recharge some batteries. But, you know, I spent a lot of uh, time, you know, just kind of going through some family things that, uh, you know, kids uh, transitioned from, you know, distance learning school to a hybrid method to now they're out of school. And, you know, on top of all that, you know, work has really kind of kicked up a notch. Um, I think everybody's feeling that right now. Yeah. I mean, everything is... Just, Everything is kind of Everything starting just, back up again. Right. So schedules have changed. You know, work life has changed. Kid home life has changed. Tony, what'd you get? Or what'd you do? As I said earlier, thought about this show a lot. And I now understand how having an outlet like this is liberating, yet very restrictive at the same time. Because now all I think about... And all I want to do is this show. But I think I'm finally getting to this place where I'm at a crossroads in my life. And I, I need to figure that out. Whatever that may be, I don't know. But this this past two months, it gave me a lot of time to reflect on where I'm at and where I want to be in the future. And how how do I make that happen? And the show is a lot has a lot to do with it. And um, I feel that we're on the cusp of, of something big here. Uh, we've had a lot of feedback. Uh, a lot of people have said a lot of nice things and it just reemphasizes that point of how much this show just means to, to, to uh, all three of us. And I've been enjoying spring, my first spring outside of California in a long time. And I love it. I love listening to birds instead of traffic. I love listening to, uh, I just spent yesterday, last night, on my porch in the, at 9 o'clock at night watching the fireflies in my backyard. That's, that's shit that fireflies, I Fireflies, really? Yes, fireflies. Oh. The whole backyard was just covered in fire, fireflies, and that's something I could not get in California. And, uh, again, uh, it's just slowing down has made me realize that I just need to, uh, I really need to just figure out what I want to do and just make it do it. There's no excuses anymore. 
It's about what I want to do and how I want to chase it. So that's what I've been dealing with for the past two months. What about you, Wayne? Well, actually, Wayne, I think you probably had the most kind of change during the past two months I, I would, out yes, of all of us. I would agree with you on that. But before I get to my stuff, I do have a pressing question for you. Yes. I mean, I appreciate uh, you talking about the birds and the bees and um, <laughs> the flowers and the trees. Flowers and, and the trees. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, well, for now, uh, our listeners don't get to see how beautiful you look right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the other thing that I've done in the past they, two months. They are very lucky. Let me just put it that out there. Well, who are? Who are very lucky? The, the that they don't the listeners. Me, that that they didn't this, get to see? That this is only audio. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> so that was the other thing. Uh, again, I, I talk about how this is uh, really important to me. So um, I am on video right now, and I just want to say I look fucking spectacular compared to to the people that are on the screen right now that i'm looking at i look fantastic but i have to say it came at a price of around fifteen hundred dollars i got a lighting rig in here and i got a brand new camera that's uh high def and hopefully fingers crossed we're going to be using this uh this medium uh in the video format Sooner rather than later. I keep talking about that, but yes, there are things in the works for us to go to video. And if you look at my studio, I've invested a lot. It looks a lot different than it did uh, when we started this podcast. Um, actually, when we ended the first season to the second season. So hey, Tony. upgraded everything in here. And uh, yeah, go ahead. You should let our listeners know if they want to see what your new look, where should they see it? Oh, um, well, you will see it soon well, on I, Instagram. I, I think we're no, gonna, no, 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 not Instagram. We're going to promote this specific. We're going to give some behind the scenes pictures. I took some screenshots of our call right now of our recording. I think oh, we're going to do our, well, yeah, I thought we we're going to post it to our Twitter, right? Oh, yes, yes. We're now, that's the other thing. We're going to be focusing solely on Twitter this year. <laughs> not solely. Um, <laughs> Yes, we're, we're going to be utilizing that avenue to be a little bit more engaged. Uh, Facebook's just not cutting it for me anymore. I don't know about you guys, but I just I'm not, we're not. It's just not. It's just not giving us that that engagement that I really think that this show needs and wants. And so we're going to try planting our seed in another Twitter verse, even though I'm kind of dreading that. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We so, well, yeah. Tony, you you can plant your seed however you want, but <laughs> let's just have our our fans know that we're going to explore several options for them to have the opportunity to connect with us. You know, through all kinds of social mediums, and uh, and we'll, but we'll that's go from why there. it's it's but and that, that's why it's important for them to let us know what they feel is valuable and where they feel they need us, our presence to be. Because that way, we know where to go. The one thing I will say, and I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the one thing. <laughs> no, there's one place I will not go. Uh, I will not go. Uh, don't close any doors. Let's just stop it there. I, no, I'm going to close right. this door. I'm going to close this door because I, st I feel strongly about it. Hey, Tony. I'm not going to. We're TikTok. embracing. We're embracing I'm not, this season. We're going to embrace yes, it all. I'm embracing my inner geek, and I'm embracing <laughs> who I am. And I am a person that does not want to be on TikTok, so I'm not going on TikTok. Brian. Have your heart's content. You can go over there, do whatever you want to do under the knowledge of nothing. Wayne, if you do want you to do TikTok, this face is ready go for TikTok. For it. <laughs> this face is I radio think everybody's, everybody's ready for TikTok except for me. 
Oh, no, no. Tony, you are built for TikTok. That's right. Fuck no. No, no, no. doing a little TikTok dance in front of some kind of monument. I'm not going to do TikTok. Tony hot takes on TikTok. Oh, my God. How about if we get X amount of followers, Tony does a TikTok dance with a con man shirt? Okay, yeah. You know what? If we get if we get a thousand followers, I'll make that right now. All right, if we you get heard a it here, guys. Fo- Let's get Tony on TikTok. One thousand, yes. If we get one thousand followers on our Twitter accounts, and this has to be real people and not these fucking bots or bot farms that you can go to India and buy like uh, accounts at like twenty five cents a piece. No, if it's real shit and there's real interactions with a thousand people. I will go on TikTok and I will do whatever the hell you want me to do on TikTok. Oh, um, hey, yeah. Brian, so Narrow Brian. that down a little but, bit. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. Well, I mean that is that is that is acceptable <laughs> by the the terms and conditions of the TikTok. Hey, Brian. Yes, Wayne. Oh, I'm already signing up for the TikTok. for the TikTok bots right <laughs> me now. Me too. <laughs> Are you I really? Well, Tony hey, has yeah, his dancing shoes on because he we're not going to hit a thousand, so don't worry about it, guys. I don't. You, you won't even have to worry about it. That being said, I know I passed a question back to you, Tony, uh, and I'll just be real brief about my break. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, you needed it more than any of us. <laughs> Yeah, First off, I you did. needed it more a lot more a lot more than, yeah, than totally Brian agreed. and I did. Yep. And it wasn't because of the podcast. Trust me, it wasn't because of that. <laughs> um, but to be fair, I wasn't able to dedicate the time and attention to the podcast that was necessary for you guys and also for our listeners. So um, basically, which alludes to the fact that I got returned back to work from furlough. Yay! But Yay! It's in, yeah. But, you know, I'm happy to be back at work. Um, I'm glad I'm not have to deal with unemployment because F that yeah. shit. Oh, yep. is that F that? Oh, well, we'll get, we'll get to that later in the season. Yes, we are going to get to that but, later. Uh, you're you're, but, you're letting but, some things go. What was like the hard, I mean, really, what was what was the hardest part for you to, to kind of in going back to work? If I wanted to try to keep it succinct, it was it was a really quick transition. I mean, there was a lot of things happening in a very short, compact amount of time, and I was like, I can't handle all this transition all at once. Yeah. Um, that being said, I mean, not that I'm not ungrateful. It's just like, wow, it, it was just a lot at one point in time. Good overall. Yeah, but- and I, I could just imagine how hard it was on Dana as well. I mean, it's just got to, I mean, just the whole gravity of the whole situation. I mean, you knew eventually this was where it was going to yeah. end up. Uh, but still, I mean, to have everything happen so quickly, like just last minute, I mean, it just that doesn't give you any kind of time to process or comprehend. I, I think it, it's almost like the bell curve analogy that we talked about before. I don't know if we talked before or not, but was when the pandemic hit, everything just happened so quickly and then yeah, you had exactly. to adapt. So and then yep. so it's almost not, not a bell curve. It's more of like a plateau. It just had these extreme ups and downs. So it, it, the inverse was also true. It's like. Oh, you're, now you're back at work. All right, figure it out. You know, and 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 it's the thing is, it's it's. I don't want to seem ungrateful, and and I apologize if I I do sound like that or not. But it's just no, you, you sound grateful. I mean, it, 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 but it, again, it's it, it is what it is. I mean, if it's if if it's still kind of, uh, if it happens all at once, I mean, geez, it's like it's hard to kind of comprehend and and get your mind back into that game when you for eleven months, yeah, didn't have any of that. But fast forward, you know, so that this break 
came at a very good time to allow for adapting and adjusting. But my God, I'm so ready for season two. Oh, I know. So Me too. ready for season two. Me too. So I cannot wait. And we are excited to welcome a new member of our team. Yes, we are. Woo. I can't believe it. We've actually added another con men to our roster. And if you're familiar with the show, you probably know the name. This person has went from a super fan now to making zero on this podcast with us. Okay. So, oh, so any, we're, we're paying him the same as, as yeah, we make. He, <laughs> exactly. He's and he volunteered for this. We offered it and he actually Whoa, said yes. Such a, I know. Such a yo. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the old cartoons where you see that, that that person standing off the side and then all of a sudden you see they turn into a sucker. Whereas that big sucker lollipop thing there, he has no idea what he's in for. But with that said, we are happy to welcome Oren Bell to our team. Oren is actually going to be our marketing and our social media guy. So he's going to be helping us out with navigating all of this stuff. So before we get, go any further, Oren, welcome to the welcome Knowledge of Nothing team. To the team, Oren. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Um, you already have me cracking up. And honestly, it's great to be on with you guys and do this. Whatever I can do to help. And that's what I plan to do. We are happy to if have you. I can make you. it better. If I can make it worse. Hey. Oren, you can't make it worse. And I plus, I hope the pay scale is agreeable for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's perfect. That's I know. Right. <laughs> but we're we're well again, Warren Warren was a has been a fan from day one, has been a a, a sound supporter. So I reached out to him. I said, Warren, would you want to do this? And Warren, uh, you know, just like he always does, says, Yes, I'll do whatever you need me to do in order to be there for you guys. So uh, I, 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 I don't think that was a story I heard. I heard something about a basement and being locked in there. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. Um, like there was a up. ransom letter. We'll, we'll get to that. Shut up. <laughs> about yeah. lotion on Come the on. skin. Well, this or is yeah. Did you ever get your pets back? <laughs> shut, shut up, George. Shut up. I don't like where you're going with this. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Oren is just so happy to be here. Right, Oren? You're oh, so yes. happy to be here, right, Oren? I love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. That's what I thought. Anyway, <laughs> welcome aboard, Oren. I guess we're going to go on to our first big segment of season two, and we are going to be discussing episode one of Loki right after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, converts. Our con men are back for more, and so is Soycat. Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on 100% natural soy wax candles infused with essential oils. Animal, earth, and human friendly. Visit Soycat Candles at www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% pa-sum. To avoid spoilers for Loki Episode 1, skip to 5244. Tony, let's talk about something that our fans actually want to hear. 
You mean they don't? Yeah, you you mean they don't want to hear about how we spent our time off and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Uh, I barely want to hear that. Anyway, (laughs) you mean both? Let's talk about Loki. It premiered, and I want to know your thoughts. I have some some opinions about it. And first off, I'll just I'll just share. I loved it. This first episode is quickly has quickly become my favorite. Disney Plus MCU program. Tony, what did you think about it? I loved it. Uh, I'm with you. This is my favorite by far on Disney Plus from the MCU. Loki was the one show out of that huge announcement that I was like, I really keyed on to that. I really wanted to see it. I was excited about it. And now that it's here, it has not disappointed. It jumped right into what I thought Loki could be. I mean, here we pick right up from where he vanishes after the Battle of New York to uh, he he ends up in Mongolia. And of just all places. Like, right. Well, well, well Brian, Brian, let me ask you, though. Why did that stand out for you, Loki, of all the shows that they announced? You know, Loki, no, I, I was the same way when I, when yeah, I first but no, heard about it. This is a great question, though, because Loki is, he's a villain, right? And I'm not really... A, a villain type guy, but you know, he's funny. He's uh he's misunderstood. Like he's a deep character. And I really was hoping that something that, that Marvel would kind of, you know, uh, go deeper with that character. With the fact that he's now become this anti-hero, he started out as this villain in the MCU. And by the end of his story arc within the MCU, he ends up becoming a hero in some some weird aspect ways. I was always wondering how that journey can kind of happen, and we we did see that in this timeline. But Loki again is one of those fascinating characters that I could just watch over and over and over again. This is why it was my number one pick when the announcement was made for TV shows, the one that I was the most excited about because you could do a lot of things with Loki and still make it true to that character. You know, in a way, Loki has a lot of the same feel that Deadpool has. You know, you you cut out the to, to the, extent, the, yeah. the vulgar, you know, uh, comedy out of it, but Loki is one of those misunderstood anti-heroes that is is out for let's face it, Loki's looking out for number one, right? He's looking out for himself. But along the way, sometimes the uh, the right path aligns with his goal, and and he can be a, a tremendous asset. And the way that this series kicked off, I'm really excited about. I mean, we learned so much about a whole, you know, uh, branch of the whole the universe that has never been explored before in the MCU, and that is the time variant. You know, um, was that time variant association? Authority. Authority. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. The um, TVA. The TVA. Oh my gosh. They are a formidable force, as Loki uh, puts it. And wow, do they, they have the ability to, to uh, take away powers, to, to erase timelines, to fix timelines. And I love how, like, we've spent 10 years going through this whole Thanos event. And Loki, you know, flat out calls out what every fan was saying. How come you didn't go 
um, on the Avengers, you know, when they started messing with the timeline and their simple answer is, oh, that was supposed to happen, <laughs> you know, like, and dismissed, right? Just, you know, like, like, oh, okay. Like we spent 10 years on this and we're still feeling the effects of this one event and they don't lose any sleep over it. That was supposed to happen. And my, one of my favorite scenes is the drawer full of infinity stones, Dude, oh my that, gosh, that was so me, funny. Some guys use them as paperweights. To me, that was that was the essence of this whole um episode was yes. these these existential questions that were brought up. That to me, as somebody that loves philosophy and loves right. overthinking shit, this is my jam. There are so many questions I have. There are so many philosophical questions. Uh, points to ponder on this this truly to me seems quite frankly somewhere along the lines of 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 plato or aristotle or socrates there is a lot of that stuff kind of going on it is just so jam-packed it was one of these things where i was thinking about it constantly uh after it ended i have watched this episode now i'm not going to lie three times already. And it's just to start dealing with these questions about the infinity stones. One of my, my favorite scenes in here was him going through this, this, that metal detector, if you will, (laughs) and sitting there wondering to himself, Holy shit. What if I am a robot? And <laughs> Which brings up this the simulation theory that's kind of really prevalent in our society right now, where Elon Musk has talked about how we have a war, one in four percent chance of this being part of some kind of simulation that is taking place in the future. The fact that he is afraid to go through this thing because he thinks he might be a robot. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. That is, it stripped him of his godness. It stripped him of, of his, um, what is that? What is that with when um, when you were a god, you were like, uh, basically, it stripped him of his immortality. It, it stripped him of everything that he has ever known. And now he has to go and walk through this thing and figure out if he's a robot or not. Can you just imagine Put yourself in Loki's shoes for two seconds. Can you imagine you're, you have to go through this thing and you're seeing blood that's splattered like all over the walls thinking, oh my God, what if I am a fucking robot? Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even, I can't even get over this. What, a, what, a, I don't even know if I am. You're questioning who you are at the very core fundamentals. And that is what I loved about this. Loki stripped all of that away, and now he has to deal with this core of a human being or this core of his essence, and he has to strip all of that shit away and deal with just the stripped down, no power, nothing. He has to deal with himself, and sometimes that is the most scariest place you could ever be in your life. Well, I love it because Loki's full motivation was to be uh powerful right to be a king right to to yes, rule he says it he says he it says numerous it many times. times but you know when um owen wilson's uh, character uh tells him like no your purpose was to bring the avengers together and when that happened 
it was just kind of like like almost like a punch to the gut for him and like no 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 i was meant for more i was meant for a glorious conquer and to rule you know asgard and the and the realms and and earth and he's like no your job was to bring them together that's what you did and then for him to not only watch that for him to be the cause of his mother's death for him to watch him die at thanos's hand you know i think was like wow just what a day he is having. One, you know, it's the Battle of New York. He feels the Tesseract. He steals the Tesseract. He he uh, he gets captured by the TVA. And now he is shown his, his brief future and truly told what his, uh, what his uh, purpose is in life. And it's not to rule. It's to bring together a team to do better things. Oh, actually, can I read the direct quote? Because this quote, to me, was just amazing. I, Brian, Brian, I know you're kind of just dialing it down, but to me, just the way this was said, there are so many layers that you can dig into. When Mobius, who is played excellently by Owen Wilson, honestly, this to me is the best thing I have seen him in since one of my favorite movies that nobody likes ever, uh, Bottle Rocket. He is just so good in here. Uh, but here's the, the, the quote. You were born to cause pain and suffering and death. That's how it is. That's how it was. And that's how it will be. All so that others can achieve their best version of themselves. Holy shit. If that is not just something that you have to fucking deal with uh, it. Oh my God. It was just such a great quote and a great scene. But uh, Wayne, you had something that you wanted to add? Well, it was funny. Cause when that moment happened, Dan and I were watching it. We're like, Holy crap. He's just a plot device. Yeah, he's a MacGuffin. Yeah. And, th- and it, that falls along the lines of the Tesseract. That falls in line with the uh, Infinity Stones. All of this stuff is just a MacGuffin. Right. Just in order to keep the timeline going. Oh, my God. I mean, can you even just believe that? And then it starts bringing up questions of free will. Right. Versus um, fate. Right? You start dealing with these I dualities. I immediately start thinking about that. You know, like, if I was to... You know, raise my hand to answer a question. Was that pre-written? You know, is that supposed to happen in this timeline? Or, you know, you know, it's just something as simple as that. You know, like, uh, should I have toast for breakfast or should I have cereal? You know, well, it's already predetermined. You know, so there's a lot of like ethical questions. Uh, you know, which uh, then which then leads to the big reveal at the end about the variance. So you know that there is some sort of free will that is imposing itself on this beloved timeline that the timekeepers are having in place. So this, this philosophical question of free will versus fate is going to be played out in this spectacular fashion. That is what I am loving already about this, this Loki uh, um, series on Disney plus it is delving into these questions that are, are fundamentally fascinating and things that you have to dwell on and really think hard about. Uh, and a lot of that requires you to look at yourself and to figure out these things for yourself. Uh, is there a free will? 
Is there a God? Is there not a God? Is there um, fate? It's just it, that. Oh, God, I, I can go on for hours to talk about this, but I don't want to bore anybody. But oh, we know you is, can. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's. But Wayne, you wanted to add something to that? No, no, no. I, I just want to say that uh, comparative to the whole all the Disney Plus series they have introduced, right? I don't think I felt this way about a series since The Mandalorian. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I mean, from the date, from the first episode, I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm 100% in. You know, I, I thought about this and I love already where the where the series is, is going to take it. Obviously, you know, Morbius wants Loki to help him hunt himself. Mobius, not Morbius. Morbius Sorry. is another individual. Mobius. Mobius, excuse me. You know, I'm, I'm bad with names. <laughs> but anyway, he wants Loki to, he wants Loki's help to hunt himself through the timeline and... If I'm in Loki's shoes at this point, maybe I agree to help you, but am I really on board? Wouldn't it be great to have two of me running through the timeline, you know, kind of seeing what's up? I mean, we know that the other Loki is killing off uh, TVA agents and stealing their their time reset devices. So what's the plan there? Are we going to reset time now? So where the Loki can achieve all the power that he so desperately desires. And, you know, what does that timeline look like? I know Marvel already has said that they have a what if series coming out. And I really feel like this could be like a what if series. Like what if Loki ruled? What would that look like? You know, and I think Loki's trying to set the cards in motion to uh, to to achieve that. And. How does that play out? I mean, my goodness, there's so many variables to this. Well, actually, Brian, you're bringing up a good point because I have a question for the two of you. So from what I gather, there's multiple Lokis. Who do you think that Loki is? Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of speculation that they think that this is going to be Lady Loki. Uh, at the end of the episode, we, we see we are transported to Oklahoma in 1858 fun fact about that 1859 where they were in that town that's when oil was found so you hear the tva agents basically saying there's some knucklehead coming back here uh trying to stake a claim on oil so that they can be rich something along those lines so obviously this is something they deal with on the daily it seems like this is nothing new to their process they're dealing with these these guys that are going back in time to switch things up so that they can be rich in the future uh but what they didn't expect was what happened uh the ground was covered in oil and this mysterious figure um was getting ready to set down the reset and they were going to reset this 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 timeline and this person or this thing burned them all to a crisp. Great way to end the episode. You're now wondering who is this going to be? I'm hearing a lot of people think it's Lady Loki, but if you want to go back to the beginning of the episode, they are in a church, I think in the 1500s, and the TVA, episode, the TVA uh, agents there state it's a guy. It's the same person. It's the same guy. It's him. They refer to him as him. Who knows if it's going to be Lady Loki? Could this be another Mephisto? 
where it's kind of you know brought back in. And did you hear about Mephisto? Ah! I mean, where, yes, exactly, right, Brian? <laughs> we, My did you God, not, what the longest you not, joke you know, Kevin Feige would have for us I know. All. Can you imagine that in the church, that church scene at the very beginning? Yes. I, I when she see pointed it. to that she window. She pointed the stained glass. And I'm like, and did you not think that Mephisto was like right off the get go? Absolutely. I'm like, no, no, oh no, my no. gosh. I'm so, I, I have to interrupt. I actually heard Brian's voice in my head when I said, <laughs> yes, scene came go, out. Mephisto. <laughs> ah, yeah, I did too. I heard the same exact thing. The same exact thing. But there, there's a couple of things I want to point out about this episode that I found fascinating. So there was this metaphor that was used a, a couple of times where Loki pretty much calls this thing a circus, right? And this circus, he says, the clowns are playing their role. Well, if we go to WandaVision, what happened to those fine folks that were in uh, the town? The the sword agents turned into clowns. Did they not? Yes, right? They turned into a circus. Do you remember that? I mean, there was... and and we've talked about how Wanda is this Nexus figure. And what I am now seeing... Well, Nexus as, was brought up. Yes, Nexus was brought up because Nexus was what they are now calling that um, anomaly that happens on the timeline, right? That is a Nexus event. And as we all know, Wanda is a Nexus being. So she, I assumed that Wanda would be the cause of the multiverse going into madness. And now I'm thinking it might be Loki. No, <laughs> I, I, I still, I know. I still think it's going to be Wanda. I see how these things are, are kind of intertwined. I'm seeing a lot of these, but these, did you these notice similar too, things. when Loki was watching the little cartoon video of explaining what the TVA does, you know, they talk about in that cartoon multiverse, they say multiverse and then in the voice, um, well, on the screen it says multiverse, and in the voice it says madness. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, well, these, yeah, because these shows the, are that just was, tying into each other. They really are. Go ahead, Wayne. You know, going back to who do you think that Loki is, right? Uh, I, I know we're they're joking about M- Mephisto because that's been the ongoing thing. And, I don't think we'll know. ever see him. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I honestly don't think we I will. want to, but I don't think we ever will. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing I, I want to get your opinion on. There was this big old hoopla about uh, his, I'm not sure what the type, proper term for it is, his kind of rap sheet, if you will. And he was listed as gender fluid. Yes, I noticed that. He's a shapeshifter. That makes sense. But did it also come to play where Lady Loki could be part of that? Well, you think about it. With the new uh, Thor movie, Thor uh, Love and Thunder, there's going to be a Lady Thor. So wouldn't it be kind of cool to see her go up against a Lady Loki? Yeah, I could. Oh. I could totally, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, you're right. So they're already playing with the, the this The gender this, role uh, theory. reversal. Yes. Yeah. I, I would love that. I think I'm it would on board. be so I'm so on board. good. Yeah. And just so everybody is clear, Lady Loki is actually a character mm-hmm. that is in the Marvel comics. She is, uh, from my understanding, Loki. Yeah. In well, a female role. Is that right? Yes. Tony Bryant, yeah. from what I've been told from my better half, who is more of a comic nerd than I am, that Lady Loki is actually the actual evil badass don't F with her right. Loki version, yeah. right? So you have you have Loki Loki, the one that we're used to. He's the um, god of mischief. 
Lady Loki will just flat out kill you. <laughs> like, she, well, and that would kind of it, right. that that fits kind of right. this narrative, right? Of why this variant is now going ape shit. And uh, put, did you notice that those reset buttons had a purple cloud inside there? Yes. And what is the purple cloud representative of? Right, that's the whole spectrum, you know. Well, uh, that was Agatha. Right, Agatha. Agatha's color was, and the witches, and all of that, and the magic, right? So, uh, you know, you know me, that, I love a good magic uh, heist. <laughs> I know you. I know you hate magic, uh, but you know. Anyhow, another thing I wanted to point out was, I think that Wanda, in my opinion, and maybe this will come to fruition, and maybe it won't is a mini timekeeper. I don't know what her label would be, but I see her as a, as a timekeeper. And the reason why I am saying that is if you look at WandaVision and her being this nexus being, was she not playing with timelines and, and birth and things of that nature with WandaVision? She was controlling this own kind of universe, this own multiverse, if you will. And you have to have some kind of power um, she was the one that was um, putting people into these roles. thing that I'm seeing a lot of is role-playing. Uh, Loki talks about pl- the clowns. You see Wanda now taking control of people and in essence making them clowns. So there's all of this stuff that is kind of pl- at play here. And, you know, I'm probably way off, but she is some kind of being that maybe is an offspring of the timekeepers, I'm not sure, but you kind of see similarities as to how they rule their universe and how she ruled her universe there in uh, God. Why can't I think of the name of the town that they were in? It was uh, Westview, or oh yes, Westview. Yeah. So yes, with Westview. So I don't know. There's something. Kind of, there's a connection there that I just. I, I hope they delve into, but. At the essence, this Loki episode, um, the chemistry between him and Mobius towards the end was just absolutely devastating and absolutely riveting at the same time. Their, their, their chemistry between Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson is off the charts. Uh, I just, I, I loved that. I loved well, They're both ha- very fast-talking actors. They're both very quick-witted, funny you know, with that humor. So yeah, this is this was going to work out really well. A couple of things I'd love to see this series uh, answer was, you know, I'm sure we all saw on social media um, that you know somebody you know went into the to that scene where Loki is standing, kind of prominent in a, I don't know, looks like a waiting area area, and then you see one of the TVA agents walk through one of those doors that just appear with supposedly Peggy Carter. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so we'll see if that has to play out at all. I would also love to hear how the TVA um, explains maybe the Eternals, because we know that they have been around since the dawn of mankind. Um, And where were they when all this is uh, um, going on? with with Thanos and and stuff like that. So there's a lot of unanswered questions. I hope we see Steve Rogers somewhere along the line. Loki runs into him trying to put back the, the Infinity Stones back um to to stop the 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 time branches from splitting off from the main tree. Hey Brian. Yeah. 
Steve's dead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, he's not. Can we? Can we? Okay. I don't want to go sorry, off sorry. point. Oh, we got to now. You no, know, no, 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 no. I feel keep like going, keep, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We're going no, back no, to this. No, we're going no, back no, to this. Anyway, Tony, going forward, where can our fans hear us talk about? Loki the series. We, of course, this was our first episode of the second season. Uh, and we wanted to start off with Loki, episode number one. But going forward, you're going to be able to hear our take on the uh, upcoming episodes on the knowledge drop. So we are going to do what we did with WandaVision. Every week it's going to be its sole episode dedicated into deep diving into the Loki-verse and seeing what our interpretations of. As you could tell, we've already gone on a, a long time about this, and uh, we could go on for even more. I, I've, I've got pages and pages of notes just on episode one, so I can't... I can't wait to talk to you and get into a deeper dive. But this is the knowledge of nothing, so we need to keep the show moving. So with that said, we're going to move on to our next subject. And Brian, I think this is near and dear to your heart. <laughs> this is something that we started off with, I think, episode one or two of uh, season one. What are we going to talk about next? To avoid spoilers for the last Ronin issue number three, skip to 10840. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin issue three came out. I know we all had a chance to read it and I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on it. This is a series that, that we have been following as a podcast. I know that we all like it. And, uh, you know, now it's time to get some, some of our, our individual takes on it. Tony, uh, Brian, I think that, that that's too much. I, you did say that I did. Uh, I didn't want to like, you it. didn't like okay? it. Let's, no, I, what I'm saying is I didn't want to like it. This, this, this last Ronin is something that we have, uh, talked about and discussed from the, the very first or second episode here. So this is very near and dear to Brian's heart. I was not on board at the beginning, but after reading these books, I am fully on board. I am fully right vested. on. I'm I glad that I could story. introduce this to you. It, yeah. And I'm glad that you did because it has kind of, it's opened my eyes to what the turtles were um, instead of what I've known them to be. Right. These are not your cartoon Nickelodeon turtles. Your Michael Bay produced pieces of shit. Uh, That's what you're going off of? Oh my God. I'm so so sorry. But enough said. Uh, Book three came out out of four, The Last Ronin. Out of five. Oh, is it five? Yeah, this is five book series. Oh, I thought you said that they were they were only going to do four. So th- this this is a five five um, book miniseries. Good because after after three, I was figuring like how the hell are they going to wrap everything up right, in one in more? one comic? But uh, again, what were your thoughts of it, Brian? Oh my gosh! So over this past year, I know that it's been a tough year. I'm going to stop saying that. My my goal for 2021 now is to stop saying how much 2020 sucked, but this has been my favorite comic book series. Maybe um, you can say it's been transformative. Maybe. I'll, I'll work on that. But um, this has been my favorite comic book series over the past year. And 
It's so good. I mean, it was described right off the bat as the Dark Knight version of Ninja Turtles, and I couldn't agree more. In fact, I think it's it, it deals on so many le- layers um, and levels. You've got your, you know, your your depression. You've got your survivor's guilt. You've got your PTSD. You've got you know um, all all kinds of stuff. I'm not even going to be able to hit on all of them, but. You know, you've got honor and and sacrifice and and cycles of violence is the oh. thing that I really picked up on this one. Um, yeah, was just how the cycle of violence seems never ending because it go it is carried on from generation to generation to generation. Right, and you think you're doing it in the guise of honor, when in actuality you don't even realize that you're being caught up in the cycle of violence. Like, when you're does it stop, the, right? You know, like, exactly. There, like, to me, it doesn't seem like like this war has, an, has, a, has a stopping point um, because, you know, pride's in the way or honor's in the way. And there's just, it's, it's never and ending. The kin, and the kin of these individuals that we liked from the original series, right? We, we have, we're dealing with Shredder's kid, Right. We're dealing with Splinter's kids, who uh, is now is just turtles. basically one. Yeah, it's one person. It's Michelangelo, who is now carrying the weight of his brothers and Splinter. And then you also see now that um, April O'Neil uh, had a child with Casey Jones, right. Casey Marie, and Casey Marie is now uh, helming that title. I like how it also kind of comes full circles. This book starts off with, you know, kind of like a, you know, Shredder's grandson is now kind of being sworn in to lead the foot. And he's a young child in his own right. And, you know, you see his his mother being preserved there, you know, unconscious. And we know her fate, you know, kind of fell in line with Raphael's death. And, you know, going back to, to book one and... You know, we jump forward to seeing April's child, you know, Casey Marie, and how she wants to go to the surface and start a resistance and start fighting and everything. And she Michael, already has a resistance. Right, I mean, she's already got this army with her. Michelangelo like- is telling her, no, ironically, because she's too young and only a teenager. And yet the title of the book Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They all started out as teenagers also. So but, he, but he's now seeing it from from he's taking that step back and now he's realizing that this is just a never ending cycle. This is never ending. And it, it's where just does gonna it stop? keep going and keep going. And how many people that you love and how many right. people uh that are near and dear to you are gonna die for something that's just so stupid. Right. Uh, and, even, and it just even the conversation between Baxter Stockman in this and Fugitoid in the in the in the flashback cutscene, whatever you want to call it, you know, Fugitoid basically is is telling Baxter, who wants him, his technology, um, you're never gonna take me alive, essentially. And Baxter's all like, You're right. You're right, and gets all those mousers and blows them all up. And which essentially, spoiler alert. You know, we should have that. Uh, yeah, we already had that spoiler. Don't worry. Excellent. Okay, and uh, blowing up the whole building, you know, essentially killing Leonardo and Casey Jr. or Casey Jones, and blowing Michelangelo clear across town. You know, and, and he and doesn't even remember. He doesn't what even remember it. But 
you know, and even, you know, injuring April, you know, in the process where she loses limbs and winds up weeks later in the hospital to find out that she's been pregnant, you know, this whole time. I mean, like this, this whole chain of events is just insane. And it really makes me interested in Shredder's grandson, who at one point called for a parlay and wanted a truce between them and the turtles, the foot and the turtles, where Donatello and and Shred, I'm sorry, Splinter, were traveling to Japan for this parlay. We don't know what happened to them. I'm I'm sure Book Four is going to discuss what happened to them um, in in detail. And then, you know, but this whole series is just going round and about. It's all this family feud. It just, it's just. It's intense. It's insane. I cannot wait to see how this the story ends. And I'm curious to see if there's going to be spinoffs, maybe like like um, like prequels, you know, mini storylines, you know, uh, to leading up to the last Ronin. I don't know. I think that that would kind of rob the story of this essence because to me, it's it's pretty powerful how how it is. Uh, I like the way it's laid out. I do have some questions because I am not, as I've said time and time again, I'm not a huge Turtles fan, aside from the movies from 89 through 93, I think. Um, but what was that whole thing at the end um, of the comic? Was, was that some kind of, There was some mobile that April has built. What, what right. the hell was so- that? I like the scene because it shows you a bunch of um, old vehicles that Donatello has made throughout the turtles' history. You've seen like the the party van, you know the uh, you know uh, I forget the, the the official names, but basically you've seen them throughout the comics, and now they've been working on a, a big tank. This is supposed to be like a it's essentially like a game changer type tank. We'll see what happens. Maybe they're going to storm the castle with it, you know, using. You know, they've got to be careful because they mentioned in book three that as soon as they activate Fugitoid, that's like a homing beacon of to Baxter of where they're actually at. So, you know, they're kind of picking their moment on when they actually want to turn this thing on to activate kind of like a secret weapon. Is Karai, that's the guy that's leading the foot right now, right? Karai's the mother, the mother that's unconscious. So Hiroto? Hiroto. Right. Karai's son. He kind of starts... What's that? Karai's son. Okay, yeah, Karai's son. He's going off the deep end. Yeah, he talks to himself as if uh, he's uh, like a god, you know. Yes, and, and he it seemed he does ha- he has nobody to turn to, especially like when he's declaring martial law on the city. Yeah, you know, like he's and really he talking that, down to everybody, and he seems to think that this power is going to. Uh, keep these folks in line, but if you know anything about history, you if you don't surround yourself, if you are just going off of your sole kind of um, uh, ambition, it's not going to turn out well. Right. But you see him kind of metaphorically jump. Is he jumping off a building? Because I see at one point he's he's yeah, falling. He so jumps off. I, of- Basically, like he can't die, like he's almost godlike, and then these yeah. two weird hands come out and grab him, you yes. know, before he falls to his death. You but know, so. to me, that is a metaphor of where he's about to end up. Right. That's because his, that's his mental capacity right now. Like I'm untouchable, basically. Yes. 
And I, I am so infallible that I can jump off of this building right. and nothing will happen to me. And metaphorically, we hopefully will see him fall to his death or fall to whatever the case may to be. To be honest but, with you, I'm hoping his mother wakes up and puts well, him in his place. Well, hopefully. A- right. And to me, I would love that because as as you may or may not know, I have something that's tattooed on my body and it says... Love conquers all in Latin. So I would love for her to come out Say of it her... Say in Latin. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Say it in Latin. Uh, <laughs> Omnia vincent amor. There you go. All right. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, had wow. to off my, yeah. I had to read it off my wrist. <laughs> That's why I say, I say, the more you know, I need to play that sound right. effect. I don't think I, I can, though. I know. I know. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that that happens, too, because... We would set. We would see the end of this circle of violence that's ending up. I'm loving the story. I'm excited to see where it goes in uh, book four. Brian, do you have any kind of theories on that? Yeah, book four. I think it's going to be all about Donatello and and Splinter and um, and kind of like their demise a little bit. What happened to Japan? And obviously, when when they were asked to go to Japan. You know, Splinter makes a comment like, let's be willing to trust, but let's not let our guard down, obviously. And that's why the, he yeah. br- brings Donatello. But there was a, a ploy there to split up the turtles. You know, Splinter and Donatello are are away. Casey and Leonardo are are lured out with the mount with the mousers. And now uh, Michelangelo was kind of the wild card. Raphael is already gone. So, you know, this was, I think, was was a way to split up the team. And now we kind of get more into that. And I think number five will be kind of like the epic conclusion of how this war will end. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying this story a lot. If you haven't read the books, I know we probably spoiled a lot of it for you, but just do yourself a favor. If you haven't started reading the book pick it up. It is definitely worth the read. It is definitely worth its value. I can't recommend it highly enough. Thank you, Brian, for bringing me into this and, and, and expanding my horizons as far as comics are concerned. And, um, Wayne, I know you're also a huge turtles fan. Uh, and do you have any thoughts on, on, on the story so far? Yeah, it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why is that no, no 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 i'm just joking um i i am so glad that brian reintroduced that into my life uh it's been a while i mean to quote the stain song from back in the 90s uh that being said it's like <sighs> turtles it's been nostalgic i think for people of our age if mm-hmm. you want to put that in context but the the context of what they're talking about, those the themes, like you guys were mentioning earlier, God, it resonates. It doesn't matter how, what age you are. So I, I appreciate that. And I'm both happy that it exists, but I'm sad that it's only five, right. episodes, five you know, books. Because like, like Brian was saying, like, okay, Japan, and then the last book is going to be The Resolution. I'm like, ah, is that it? Right. I want more. 
Yeah. But part of me doesn't want to see Michelangelo keep going through all this. Yeah. Like he's had enough. This is a tortured soul. He tells you he's had enough. I mean, how how much longer does he he have to go through this pain and this suffering? Why can't he just live his life and and try to move forward? Oh, and Brian, uh, I just looked it up. The the turtle van is the party wagon. The party wagon. Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you guys own it? Anybody? Anybody? Yes. Anybody? Yeah. With the oh, action yeah. figures, actually, Hell and yeah. it shot the hubcaps or not yes. the 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 manhole covers. The manhole covers on top. Re- yes. God dang it. Yes. So yeah, I love I, that. I, yeah, so I, Tony, maybe you're too you old. guys are speaking Greek <laughs> uh, or, or Latin. <laughs> you know, or Latin. Another thing yeah. that I really want because they keep touching on this and they've touched upon it on every book um, is Michelangelo's mutation is changing him. And he's healing, he's stronger, you know, and what is all this going to mean, you know, and April is, is testing it and looking for solutions and answers. And I really hope that that has a, a real positive outcome. <laughs> you know, he's like gonna, He's going to become super Saiyan, you know that, We'll see. Right? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to wherever this, this journey takes us. Thank you for bringing it into my life and, and, and recommending it. And I was resistant at first, but... I'm now a fan. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I'm looking forward to uh, book four. Do you know when that's coming out? Yeah. So there's no official date date, but I know it should be barring any pushback or setbacks um, in August sometime. All right. Cool. Well, I think we've wrapped up that. I think you know what's next? Holy shit. We, it's been a while, hasn't it's been it? been months. So we're going to close this out. And I want to share with you Something that Wayne has brought to my attention, and I think I have now found the music for this generation. I happen to think this is the future, or this is actually the music of this era. So I want to thank you for bringing it to my attention. Um, This, to me, sums up... uh, And I'm not going to do the service. I'm going to play you a clip because I love it. I don't think you will. It's not. It's for advanced listeners of of music. Wow. I happen to dumb. Yeah. Well, no, no. I I don't mean it that way. (laughs) But, you know, we we all know I'm a little foo-foo. I'm a little uh, hoity-toity. I'm a little. uh, You're bougie. um, You're bougie. Yes. I'm very bougie. I'm very bougie. Yes. And I'm embracing my bougie-ness, right? We embrace that. I'm embracing my bougie-ness as it it stands. but with this, when Wayne played it or 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 sent it to to, to me in a text, I was so confused. Uh, I didn't know what to think of it, but I absolutely loved it. And the more I I pondered it, the more I found that this music to me is so representative of the time that we are in right now. And what does that mean? It's avant-garde. I'm going to let you know that right now. It's going to be all over the place. There's going to be yelling and screaming. There is. It's going to be incomprehensible just play it i'm going to play it. just play Fucking it okay i'm gonna play it brian and i want to hear your thoughts so brian, brian are, you, you'll are, hear are, are you surprised Jesus that he's Christ. talking oh my it goodness just play the damn music yeah, where where have you been on fucking episode play brian it. now you want to now it. when i'm passionate about passionate, something you want to fucking in about there? everything this whole episode you just yeah, cannot i guess stop. i know and and you and you can't yeah why aren't you shutting me up then brian i'm trying okay. to play the damn music 
All right, here I'm getting, without further ado, right. folks. This is Clowncore, and enjoy. There you go. That's a little bit of a sample of Clown Core. So, Brian, That's a little what bit. were your thoughts? <laughs> Brian, I want to hear what you thought. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Tony, if there was ever a soundtrack that I would hear just walking through your mind... That would be it. It makes total sense, the, right? No, it makes no sense. <laughs> and that is why it would be the soundtrack to your mind. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, you've got, you know, horns and birds chirping. And I know you personally, so it's no surprise to me that this would move you in a weird way. But <laughs> but I'm not on that level, I guess. And yeah, yeah, but Wayne, <laughs> Wayne is the one that... that Gave it to us, yes. Right? <laughs> and, and honestly, it was described to me as somewhat like industrial, which I get the okay. context. Yeah. Um, but you know, metal that kind of that you know you know that aspect, but also noise. I, I I'm not familiar with that. There genre. was a lot of noise. Yeah. Yes, there was a lot of noise. But <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, and then Tony, I were talking about this before. The visuals that go along with it tells a story that's doesn't transfer over just sound. Okay. Yes. And, and, and that's what I was going to add as a caveat to this. This was definitely interesting. Um, they, they, they're, they, they are talented musicians. Yes, you're hearing one aspect of it, but you really need to see the complete picture, and we will then include that in our socials. You need to see the video because, to me, uh, you can't have one without the other. Uh, I wanted to play just so I could get Brian to say what he said because I knew exactly where he was going to go. Did, with I, it. did I meet your and expectations? Did, you did not disappoint in the least, my friend. You did not disappoint at all. I love it. I uh, and again, I think that this is something that is tied to where we're at as a culture right now. I, we're so into this meme stuff, the clowns, the 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 uh, electronic, the the noise, just all of this shit. And it's absurd, right? It's it, you listen to it, it's absurd. You watch the videos, they are absurd to a point, but then when you watch them, there is a level of depth that is uh, self awareness, right? Yes, self awareness, mm -hmm. and not only that, but comments, a and you can really dig into that screaming that you heard. I don't know if you heard it; it was it was hard to decipher, but there are actually lyrics to those screams and yells that you hear. They really make you think about things. And the videos, uh, it's just this whole kind of piece of art that is just on this next level. 
and it, it, it bombards all of your senses. And that is why I just absolutely love it. And I think that this is something that is indicative of the time and the environment that we are in right now. So, so I, I, thank you, Wayne. No, no, you're absolutely welcome. And I want to say I apologize so much to our listeners because if you ever <laughs> want to know what Tony's mind is like, it is these videos. <laughs> it's right a now. scary dark yes. place. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Very it is scary, a scary dark very place. Dark. And you'll see, yeah, you'll see, you'll see your, for yourself when we do uh, post those on our socials. So look out for that. I kind of envision your mind like, like that, that, that trial that Luke had to go through to become a Jedi where he, confronts Darth Vader and then chops off his head and then it's his own face and then the whole thing blows up and I'm like this is Tony's mind <laughs> yeah it, it, actually you know what that's uh, that, that one's a little too metaphorical I, I prefer this oh, yeah. one that's uh, too where deep it's for just you all over the place yeah. just listen to <laughs> this this is just deep absurd funny um, shocking just it's it's everything it's right. it's all encompassing and I love it let us know what you think about Clown Core, you could let us know uh, on our Instagram page, or hey, we're we're trying to get up to thousand subscribers oh, on 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 Twitter. Please, you let, let us know us, on Twitter what you think. Yeah, you, I would it's love not to gonna see happen. you do a TikTok dance to Clown Core music. To clown Core, oh, you know oh what? There gosh. we go. That's the episode. There it is. You know what? I will TikTok to Clown Core. Just, just you, just if we get to thousand out. Yes, if we get to a thousand right. rocking out uh, followers on Twitter, yes, you will see my ass, and I'll wear whatever costume nope, I, nope. I need. I want you to do a con man T-shirt. Lack, okay. lack of ass. I'm sorry. Lack of ass. Yes, right? and my lack of ass. <laughs> We'd love um, to see your ass. <laughs> We've been hiding no, it those you whole don't, time. You, you don't want to see that. <laughs> there, there's nothing there. There's. I, I, I tell you, it's my my ass crack is about two inches like this, and that's it. That's my ass. That's that's it. It, there's nothing else there. This is why you, I look like. Uh, you yeah, I look like. I, I've said it before. I look like a silverback gorilla. I I, <laughs> I I embrace that. I am embracing who I am. That's right. We all are. Season. Gorillas are so, powerful. <laughs> yes. Let's, let us know what your thoughts are. Twitter. If you follow us, let us know, and uh, we would be more than happy to share that with you. Up next, we have the final return of everyone's favorite uh, segment, Pop Quickies. It's time for Pop, Pop, Pop Quickies. Here we are, season two, episode one, the return of the Pop Quickies. Wayne, I bet you've had two months to just think and think and think of questions for this beloved segment. So without further ado, lead us into this week's Pop Quickies. Well, Tony, I am glad you think so highly of me. <laughs> but you, you probably had better things going on in your life, no, right? No, 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 no. Well, not, not. I want to say better. But to be honest, more important. Sometimes turning your brain off is a good thing, you know? It really is. It really is. But that being said, no, I have a list. <laughs> I have a fairly large list. For oh, you no. Guys. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. We'll see. Well, if remember, we get through- we, this is only season, this is only episode one. So please. We have a whole season two to go through it, hopefully. That being said, it is getting warmer. 
it is no longer spring, or I guess moving from spring to summer. So I have a summer-related question for you guys. If you had a summer break now, what would you do? Nowadays? Yes, now. So if you had three months, whatever it may be, to do whatever you want, what would you do? As a kid or in my current state as an adult? Your age right now. If I had three months, wow. I have to Between mid June ish going forward for three months. I know what I would do. I live in a new state, so I would take that three months to explore. I would go on hiking trails. I would go on biking trails because I hear biking is huge in the state. Uh, and I would actually just work on this. I have found that this is this this podcast. And I have some ideas from some other podcasts. I'm just getting bombarded with inspiration everywhere. And it's so wonderful because when you're caught up in just the daily grind, you don't allow yourself to see things um, because you're so focused on the next thing. You don't allow yourself to smell the roses. Uh, You don't allow yourself to be inspired. So I would take this time to just go out. You know, I even, oh, I probably shouldn't say this on the show. No, yeah, maybe I'll save it for later. But I would do things that I, I, I've never done before in my life. Um, we'll save that for later. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, no, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, this is all about embracing who you are as a person. And I'm just, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I want to try psychedelics. I want to try shrooms. Um, I know that that is something that uh, is kind of popular right now, but uh, I would want to see where that takes me and see if there's any kind of inspiration that comes out of that whole experience. Um, mind you, it's not going to happen, but I would like it to Are happen. Sure? Huh? Uh, maybe if I don't have a job at some point, but you know, I do have bills <laughs> to pay. I do have things to do, so maybe someday, but right now... Um, yeah, if I had three months to just do what I wanted to do, I would try that and see where that t- tends to to take me. Um, yeah, so, yeah. All right. That's All right. what I would do. Brian, Brian what, what about, about you? you? Um, not nearly as uh, as exciting as what you were <laughs> doing. Um, I I know you, and, uh, you know, like, I, I embrace you, but that's just not my cup of tea. I know it's so. not. It's, this is, uh, listen, I'm so, solely speaking for myself, and I'm not saying I that I would do it. I, I'm not I saying know. that I am going to do it, I should say, uh, but I would. If I hadn't, like, if, if it were summer, uh, why not experience some things that I've never experienced before? So yes. My, my, anyway. my summer break would be more family-oriented. Um my summer break would, would consist of around doing things with my kids and my family. You know, um, we love going to the beach. It's something that I did uh, during my summer breaks when I was their age. Just loved it, playing in the surf and the sand and, you know, just having a good time. We'd also go camping a lot, which is uh, something that I, I really love. You know, Yosemite, Sequoia, um, just between the mountains and the ocean, you know, was my summers and 
that's something that I really enjoy. It's something that I know that my kids currently enjoy, and that's what I would do if I didn't have to worry about week uh, about work for about, for about like three months. So did you just say just, weed? Is that I, what no. you said? If you had to worry about weed, no, I didn't get that off your mind. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> right, I, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That's such a boring. Answer, I know man. it is, but uh, you know, like, but, 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 but it's true to like, who he I, is. I like simplicity. You know, like I don't like. You know, like it doesn't take a lot to entertain me, and uh, you know, and and doing things like that uh, with my kids is what I find fun and entertaining, and in seeing it through their eyes, you know, things that I did when I was their age, and that's what I like. Well, Brian, I appreciate you being a responsible adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here I, I am talking there. about how I want to fucking trip balls and shit. Go I'm right like, ahead. Yes, yeah. I'm totally. Hey, I feel hey, like totally like oh wow uh, yeah Brian you, uh, that makes a lot of sense that 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 appeals to you and I love that about you but you know, yeah, know. Uh, you know it's it, not to say that I will ever do it I again I can't no I, I just to let everybody know this is hypothetical people it's not right. a real thing I'm just saying what I would do and that yes I am kind of drawn to that I want to kind of experience this but kind of. I dude, I really do. I really do. I really fucking. I really do want to experience this stuff. All right, well, let's let's. But let's uh, on, let's you know, I, it's not now is not the time to play. So, well, for now, maybe season three uh, <laughs> or season two point one. Yeah, or two point. Yeah, two point two. Yeah. So, all right, let's go back to uh, what we talked earlier in this episode, Loki. And I know there's so much we want to break into that. Uh, oh, dude, I, I didn't even scratch the surface of what I want to get into with Loki, but I know oh, we I were know. running long and, oh boy, I'm just... That's why we have our have our knowledge drops. That's right. Don't worry. We could dedicate that time there. But, you know, you guys kind of touched on this and I'm glad you didn't go too much into the weeds on this. Would you guys want to know your future or not? <laughs> Dude, how did I know this was going to be a question? I <laughs> knew this was going to be a question. I knew it. Um, yes, I would. Uh, because it would take the mystery out of everything. Uh, it would take, it, it would embolden me. It would make me fearless at some point. Fearless? Yes, I would be fearless. Explain that. Because I already know what is going to happen. If but I what knew if you're not was, happy with that? That what, you know if, what? what if you find Listen, out that you that, Brian, that something but, awful happens to you? Okay, then you'd be well, fearful gonna, of that. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get heavy on you right now. Oh goodness, good. I'm gonna get heavy on you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> we are none of us are guaranteed anything. I'm it's not true. guaranteed the next minute. I'm right. not guaranteed the next hour. But if I do know where it ends, how it ends, you would constantly be clock watching. And you wouldn't appreciate no, the moment no, that wouldn't. you're in. You know what? No, I wouldn't. Because this this year, believe it or not, I have I have let go of my fear of death. That is something that is that has haunted me. I'm not me. saying it's a fear of death. No, but but I get this. But but just hear me out. I have had this this insane fear of death throughout my life and it permeates in my anxiety it permeates in my depression um it just it would it, it's invasive i would think about it constantly and incessantly and i figured out that i wasn't living my life because i was constantly in fear of things if i knew where i was going and i knew 
how it was going to end, that would then take that huge fucking question out of the thing. I, I know where you would think that I would want to do everything in my power to change that. No, I have learned to accept, uh, and this is therapy that I've gone through, some other things in my, my life that I'm going through, but acceptance and balance are the key in, uh, to life. And Let me ask you this. Yeah. You ever get scheduled, um, let's just say go to work, right? You know, like early in the morning, it's not part of your normal routine, but you know, you've got to be at work or you've got to be somewhere very early. And even though you've set an alarm, you go to bed the next, the, the night before and you're constantly tossing and turning and clock watching and, mm -hmm. and stuff, knowing that you have to get up in two hours, one hour, a half an hour, 15 minutes. Now you have to get up. You wasted a full night's sleep just because you knew you had to get up. That was somehow against the norm a little bit. You've, you know, that to me is what I feel like knowing when 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 you pass away would be like but constantly just knowing well that's that where i would that's where i would then um tell you or not tell you uh, that's where i would then suggest where therapy comes in <laughs> well, i don't think i need therapy for that no, uh, no seriously like, no would it, i need therapy for that because therapy helps you to not concentrate on that. I, I can see me being a person that always is, I'm always fixated on certain things. If I could take that out of the equation, yes, I know I would have these, these pangs of like, oh, fuck, I wish I could change this or I wish I could change that. But knowing that it's already done, I can then concentrate on being a better person a better husband. Why don't you just be those now? Um, Why do you have that's to know what I'm when you're going to You know what? That's what I'm doing. And that's what therapy has helped me do. And this is how I've gotten over that fear of where death could occur. I know it's going to happen to me at any given moment, but I used to be afraid of that. I'm not welcoming it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going, hey, this is it. But I just now understand that so much of my life has been lived in fear of the unknown. And if that was known, then that's one less thing I have to fucking worry about. See, I, 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 can, I can focus on every other thing and I can do other things and I can live life and I am living life to the fullest. If this past year has shown me anything, Brian, you and I had a, a, a private conversation yesterday and you have told me that since we have known each other, I have turned, uh, I, I don't want to say I'm a completely different person, but I am not the same person I was a year ago. I'm That's not true. the same person I was a year and a half ago. And there's something freeing about that, that I am not, that, that, that shows that I have entered on a path that I feel is right for me. And I am living a life that I've wanted to lead. And that is making me happy. And I've, I'm, I'm the happiest I've been in. God, I can almost say my, my entire life. I, I, I'm, I'm, let, I'm getting emotional just talking I, about this. But I totally get that, right? And, and you are different from when, you know, just, just from a year ago. And, yeah. and you are happier. And, and I totally understand that. And I'm happy for you. But knowing me, and I, yeah. I too do not fear death. I'm not afraid of dying. 
You know, but here's what I am afraid of. I want to see how I, I want to see my children, you know, um, what kind of people they turn out to be. You know, I want to see what kind of, you know, uh, um, futures that they that they lead, you know, and some of the decisions that they make. I, I, just, I just want to be a part of that. You know, it's not a fear of death. It's just I want to be like I'm not ready to not be with them through that. And I want to be a part of it. And it's selfish, you know, because I know that, you know, if, if I've done my job right, you know, I've taught them how to be good people without me, but still I want to be a part of that. And I want to see that. And, you know, I, there's nothing that I love more than spending time with my wife, you know, and stuff. And it just selfish reasons. I just don't want that to end. And so it's not a fear of death. It's just, I'm just not ready. Plus I have a lot of um, like OCD issues and I make checklists and lists and everything. So if I knew that there was a deadline, which I do know that there is, but if I knew when it actually was, there would be so many things that I would start making lists that I've got to do before, before this date or this time comes you know, would you create lists or would you just say, you know what, since no, my, my fate is already... No, my f- well, well, but just but just hear me out on this question. Yeah. Would you do lists if you knew where the end was? Because... Here's the thing. What I I'm would, getting at is... Then... You know, I would you, make you, lists. Okay, well, I would, then and you then, would be a and slave then, to those lists. And, and, I, and, and, and to me, I feel like that that is where... I would make uh, you lists are, you are kind of You are kind of dying... Here. Right, right, and that's why I don't want to know. And you know, it, 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 you you call it what you want, but some people call it like a bucket list. You know, so I would make a list, and then I'd prioritize that list on on like very important things for myself, and then you know for like family, and I would make that a focus. And you're right; it would drive me crazy. And, yeah, I know. I know. And, with OCD, that's, that's right. It would. That's, it's it, no it joke. would. It's not something that I could not think about. And it would drive yes. me crazy. And I would be, to your point, a slave to that list. And yeah, so the, to me, knowing knowing when the time is up would be awful for me. And I like almost not knowing is freeing to me. And I know it's coming. Boy, that's you yeah. know, that's weird. You and I are in total opposites. Yeah, it's freeing to for me, me because I don't know. And to I me, can enjoy I think it's... I can enjoy the minutes that I have with my family and and stuff and not stress over something that I can't control over the unknown and and I can be more me rather than some kind of neurotic person trying to mark off something off a list. Wow, because I, I I feel the I feel the same way you do, but in the opposite way. I feel that by knowing it, it frees me up. So. I, you know, it's, it's, it, it's one of those questions. It's, um, when, but when you're starting to deal with certain, um, illnesses and, and things of that nature, I, I, man, in obsessive compulsive, right. I get it, man. I, I could see where that, that would just, and I think if I were to know right up front, uh, there would be a period of that, yeah. but I know that I would work through it and then I would just, live my life the way I need to, but that's just me. And, and Brian, I, I respect that. And, uh, uh, and I could totally see where you're coming from. 
And this is what I love about this show is that we get to kind of, I think this is what probably, thank you, Wayne, for bringing the deepest question I think we've ever had on uh, well, the, either the knowledge. This one or, or the toast, you know, what, what do you put on toast, yeah, right? right. Toast. <laughs> Avocado. <laughs> yeah, or ketchup or mustard. Now yeah. we're getting into the nitty gritty here. But no, I, again, I, I love that. Thank you for bringing that question to, to mind. And Brian, uh, yeah. It's it's I, I totally respect that man. Yeah, same here, well, man. I, I'm glad you guys had that session. <laughs> I know, right? Now here but, comes the the whoopty. Or the, no, 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 no. The no, other no. shoe's I, gonna I, drop. I have a legitimate question for you guys. You guys heard of the five second rule, right? Yes. You know, something gets <laughs> dropped on the floor. <laughs> you know, is it still good? No, it's still good, right? No. <laughs> I heard Myth, of five second. Mythbusters said no. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's put a, the arbitrary time of whatever. You know, throw that out the window. It would be three, one, three, five, ten, whatever. I throw that out the out the window. Just the concept of that. If it hits the floor, is it still good? Are we talking about food items? Yes. I think it all depends on where it lands. No, if it hits the floor, it's it's done. It's garbage. What are you talking about? No, because listen, dude. Tony, if I just washed my dude, fucking. No. Dude, if I just wash my 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 floor, have you been and in I a just public restroom? It? Well, I'm you talking about on piss and shit all over the place. Of course, public, what did right? I just and say? It just depends on where it falls. It depends. Okay, depends so on where then, it falls. say you cleaned your floor. Let's say you cleaned your floor properly, right? You have to use some kind of chemical. You want that chemical now on your food? Most of those chemicals are No, the are chemical, harmful. dude. I it's already dried. It's, nope. it's and I dropped Drying it on the floor. Drying doesn't mean it's gone. Oh my god, you're fucking really? Yeah, dude, it, you're gonna no. put some kind of poison it element depends. into your Listen, mouth. if it's in a bathroom if it's in a bathroom i'm not going to i'm not going to pick it up and eat it if it's in dirt i'm not going to pick it up and eat it but if i'm sitting on the couch and something falls off and it's right there next to me i'm going to fucking pick that shit up and eat it the couch it's not is that where big of a your deal. feet hit most of all you go right to the couch from from walking no, all day no no, you... no 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 yeah, you're getting me wrong when i eat i eat off to the side and it would be on the side of the chair it wouldn't it doesn't be doesn't matter it hits the floor if it hits the floor, it depends on where the floor is at. Okay, well, besides floor, if it hits your couch, what do you do on your couch, Tony? Right. Fart on it. What? <laughs> what do I do on my couch? I sleep on my couch. I sit on my couch. Right. I, yes, I catch fart it. on my couch. You catch yes. farts in those cushions, right? What? Gonna... <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Right, you want that on your cheesy? What? You what? want that on your cheesy poop? Sorry, yeah, I, I got a little nervous there, guys. I'm so sorry. All right. Oh my god. Okay, but uh, yeah, on. if it drops on the floor again, if it's in my house and I know and it's just right there, I'm gonna pick it up and eat it. I don't care. But if it's out in the dirt or if it's outside or if it's somewhere I, I'm not familiar with or I think is not clean or hygienic, then I will not touch it. Brian, don't get me wrong. I have a clean house, but still, I'm not eating. Yeah, food I know off the you floor. have a clean house, dude. You, 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 we've we've had this discussion about how you just you're like Sarah when it comes to cleaning. Yeah, you have to still, well, Sarah take everything apart. I don't know. No, no, I no. Don't think she she would. wouldn't. She probably no, wouldn't. I don't think she would. No, right? She <laughs> exactly. Would. Yeah, but I would. So I mean, <laughs> there you go. All right, let's move on. Um, we obviously reviewed. The recent uh, book of Last Ronin. But I have a question for the two of you. Do you hold a grudge? Are you willing to forgive and forget? 
because uh, that was a theme. Oh, uh, recent ep- recent book, so right? tough. Yeah, right. God, man, this you're fucking dude. I you're know. not. Dude, I'm you're so hitting deep. the. F- I know you are, and I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I know you like. Am I able deep. to forgive and forget? Um, uh, no. Uh, you know, I, I would like to say I am, but in reality, I am not. Um, I don't know if it's if, if it's for. I think I can do the forgiving, but I, 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 there's still a part of me that wants to just I, that that I can't forget. Um, yeah, you know, like like I'll I'll give you an example. Today, my little dog Charlie, she's a little mini dachshund. She's 12 years old. She was attacked in our backyard while she was taking a dump, mind you. By a deer. And this deer is a mother to twin um, foals to two newborn deer. And she was just protecting her two. And she went after my dog and basically um, attacked her. She's fine. Everything's great there. But I wanted to fucking kill that motherfucker. I wanted to take, I wanted to get my bow and arrow out. And I wanted to fucking just kill her right then and there. But then I had to sit back and I had to realize she was doing it because she was protecting her kids. So that brings up the question. Do you see that viral video recently about the mother bear and her two cubs on the wall? Yes. No, I have not. Oh. With the, so, with the lady? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, okay. So there's a it, residential area, mother bear and two cubs going on the wall between two two. I guess how, residences, and there are a couple of dogs at residence who were just yipping at at the at the bears, and then the mother bear was about to swipe at the dogs. Yeah. Understandably so. So the uh, one of the owners, as she was a teenager, she comes out strictly on instinct and basically shoves the mother bear off the wall. Are you kidding me? Really? No, uh, no, no this happens in the past recently. So. She fully admits post afterwards, stupidest decision. She would have been hurt. It was not a smart decision, but she just reacted. Yeah. So I think that same kind of mentality, though, can apply to what you're just saying, though. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But then at this, yes, you're right. But at the same time, uh, that's just one example where I just feel like uh, if I see her now, the mom, a little bit of me, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of. For you would punch her in her face? Yeah, I would still like to fucking... <laughs> I would still love to punch her in the fucking jaw. You know, because the Charlie's just like... If anybody's met Charlie, she's like the stinkiest, smelliest... Sweetest Like, sweetest, like, little girl. And uh, she's just so... And she's like a princess. And she's harmless. And this uh, deer was just acting on instinct and did her thing. And I have to take that into account. So I, I'm forgiving of that. But will I forget it? Fuck no. Because you don't... I'm not going to be out there without Charlie being unattended. But just in a bigger scope of things, that's just one example where I could forgive right in the moment, but I will never, ever forget. Because, again, I don't want to fall victim to that same um, behavior from that, that person or that animal. So, no. Wow. There you Brian, go. <laughs> you know, um, I can't forgive. Yeah, and it's it's something that that it's easier for me to do now that I'm older, 
And but forgetting, no, um, I don't think you should forget. You know, um, you know, I, I've well, thought about this you, you, before. Yeah, you kind of have to be. You, you yeah, kind of have to be. I'm like, how can you forget something like that? But yeah. you know, but anyway, you know, I, I've thought about this. I don't think about it often, but you know, I have thought about this in in my past. Um, you know, before I was married, when I was much, much, much younger than I am now, you know, my first real relationship growing up, I was cheated on and it hurt and it hurt me a lot. And, um, I had a lot of questions like, why did this happen? Was it me? Blah, blah, blah. But I, I held a lot of, um, I held a lot of resentment, you know, for the person who did that. And for the most part, um, my past relationships, I've managed to stay friends with, um, with, uh, you know, the people I've had relationships with, and I'm pretty proud about that. But in this case, you know, me and this other person, we don't talk, but I, I thought, you know, like if, if our paths ever crossed, you know, like we bumped into each other at a, at a local, whatever, right. You know, would I still be mad at this person? And, you know, after thinking about it, my answer would be no. Like, I hope this person has a good life and uh, I'm happy with my life. And I think that's what helps me, you know, where I am happy with, you know, that, you know, we don't need to be in contact. You know, I have no desire to to be in contact with her, but Sorry, I, I hope. I, I have to inter- inter- interject real quick. Yeah. So you're just telling me that you are the more mature person between the two of you. Between me and Tony? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Did I have to tell you that? <laughs> well, I'm just making sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to distill what you guys are just telling me right now. I'm like going, so Tony would punch a deer in right, the nose. Right in the face. <laughs> right in the face. Right? I said just, I would want just to. Just for a mother deer protecting her young. Right. Yeah. No, I said I would want to, but I yeah. understand what she did. But, you know, but I know that going into the backyard is now going to bring up this other thing. But again, listen, uh, forgiving is, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, my question to you then, Wayne, is are there levels of forgiving? Because, uh, or. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. Of course, there's going to be nuance. But, I mean, for I the know, purpose of pop quickies, I know. we have to have a hot, uh, hot, so, hot So, take. again, I would say I. I, I I can forgive, but I can't forget because I, I just don't want to put myself in that circumstance again. Okay, gentlemen, we got two more questions, I believe. You guys wow. ready for those? Yes, yes let's I'm do ready. it. All right. Let's circle back to Loki, the Infinity Stones. You guys kind of touched on those a little bit. Right? Yes, we did. How insignificant they were as they were, what, paperweights? Yes, they're paperweights. <laughs> yes. So if you had to choose one to be your paperweight, which one would it be? <laughs> oh, here I thought we were going to wax poetic again, and uh, we get, uh, yeah, which one do you want? Um, the time stone. Jeez. The time stone? Why? Yeah, I just As like. As a paperweight? Yeah. You like green? I what? do like green, actually. It's my favorite color. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite color? Um, and, oh it's purple. God. It's, yeah, purple. Is it the soul stone? Is that is that the purple one? No, that's like power. the power. That's power. That's, uh, yeah. From Guardians of the Galaxy, man. Oh, okay. Well, which one's the purple one? What? Power. What? Yeah, power. Oh, power. Okay, yeah. Guardians would, of the Galaxy. I would do that one. Yes, Guardians so of the that'll Galaxy. that'll be a purple one. Yes. Yeah. My paperweight would be the purple one, because purple's no, so, pretty. So you guys are picking a color, not necessarily what the power is. You know, we, we've talked about it on the show. My One of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. I just like the... Like I like... I'm a fan of the Old West. <laughs> you know, I just kind of want to... You know, if I had the power to just 
spend a few hours in a different time just to kind of see what it was like, I think I would do it. And uh, yeah, just it's just as simple as that. <laughs> I would still stick with the power one because, you know, my, one of my favorite characters is Star-Lord, Peter Quill. And, uh, you know, he got to hold that thing. And I think he was one of, uh, I think, one of... Uh, he was the only what mortal to, that 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 at the time could hold it, right. correct? Yeah. Oh, well, we found out. Yeah. Mortal. Well, yeah, we found out later Celestial. that it was because <laughs> yeah, because of ego. But yes, I would I would still choose the purple one. Okay. Okay. So purple and green. Yes. Yeah. I love purple it. Purple and green. All right. So last question, and of course, it has to be food related. Yeah, oh, buddy. I've missed these, I, and hoping that is a uh, bear's fruit. We'll see. Would you guys choose comfort food versus gourmet? Comfort. Oh my God, the face that Tony's making right now. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I will have to say gourmet. Ooh, yes, I uh, gourmet because uh, listen, I love comfort food. Comfort's something that I can always go to. Gourmet is something I can't always go to. Uh, but when it presents itself, I love the experience of gourmet food. I love the the textures. I love the the presentations. I love uh, things that I would never wait, dream wait, of wait. I guess, being I combined I together I guess, as I one. I gotta and and just, just this beautiful magic being made out of it. Stop. Stop. Okay. Well, the, the question, go ahead, Brian. The question was about food. Not yes, about your food? experience and the ambiance of it. So, dude, you that's what gourmet no, food is, is no, involved. Stop. Yes, it gourmet is. Gourmet food is little, little food portions on a big dish that no. taste really fancy and cost a lot of money. Now, gourmet comfort food, you want to feel comfortable. This is supposed to make you feel happy. It's in the title of the food, comfort food. And so, you can have it every fucking day. To feel it's so to, comfortable to light, light that you can go mood, down, you can go down, and you can buy this box just, called Kraft Macaroni sure, and Cheese. Sure, or whatever. You can then put or it inside water and have or orange hot powder dogs or hamburgers. Yes, you could just, exactly. You could just come home, de-stress, put on your favorite sweats, and just. Cuddle up, yo. Gourmet with food all the way. Gourmet food, uh, because no to me, way. I I am Pizza about the experience. Is a, is a comfort food. You know, hot dogs yep. and hamburgers are comfort food. You know, meatloaf, okay. uh, mashed potatoes, and, those are, and that shit that you can do every fucking day. Right, but we're not how talking about, about trying, every day. We're talking about like how if about this trying, is like your only option. Okay, right. Gourmet Wayne, food then. Am I gourmet understanding food, the because, question right? If this is our only option, what do we choose, gourmet or, or comfort? One or That's the other. Right. One so or this the is other. your option forever, right? And you. Oh, are... so then I would give up uh, comfort food. You know what? Fuck it. Yes, gourmet <laughs> food all the way. I would say Good gourmet for you. food Good because for you. you know you what? Have no idea I would how have... psychologically healthy you are right now. You, you know what? Your I would love it because. It Good would push you. me out of my comfort zone. Oh, yeah. I would try things that That's I would right. normally right. not try. Why am I eating and, this little carrot while I'm watching him chow down on a 
on a double double. Guess what? You know what? And you know what? Quite frankly, I would probably lose weight from it. So you there you go. Will. I would love you that. Certainly oh, will, I would love right? that. I'll be I would like, fat so and happy it, over dude, in my corner. It hits. Well, what else is new, Brian? <laughs> right? We have talked right? about that time Come and time on. again. Your, <laughs> you know, the fat lazy route, right. right? It's just whatever oh, is going to keep you fat and lazy. Give it to me. You're just, just going to do it. Forever yeah. give it I to hate, me. And I respect that. But you know what? <laughs> I am about the experience. I want to try new things. Sure. I want to sure. go from day to day, mm. it being a new adventure. So I would pr- pick gourmet food because gourmet food is, it, it equals adventure to me. Adventure. Okay. Yes. Okay. And you know what? Adventure is out there. That's a small adventure <laughs> because you're well, going to get like, you know, like one prawn and, uh, and, dude, and, again, a, and a leak I'm, I'm, on plate. Then guess what? I'm going to drop like 20 or 30 pounds. Right. I, fuck it. There's, there right. are worse things that I, I can do in my life. I am going like to. Like namely eating meatloaf and and, right. and mashed potatoes right. and give, fucking macaroni and cheese and corn dogs and double doubles. I'm going to uh, hit yeah, it hard. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Why would you want to just keep going back to that stuff. Get some, get some new stuff into your life, and and try some new adventures. Comfort and, food. And Sir, yes, no gourmet food all the way. Life is too short not to be comfortable and happy. So just and be happy. life is too short not to experience new things sure, and new tastes sure. and new flavors. I can have experiences and in other ways. New stuff. What? I can have experiences in other ways. With what? What what would be another experience? Well, just because Brian? of my food choice doesn't mean I can't go traveling or meet interesting people or or whatever. Well, then you would yeah, well uh, okay, so you are going to go to I would love to, to, to see to every country's version of comfort food. That would be fun. That should be a show. Pitch that. Okay, Food Network, if you're listening, uh, the con men should get royalties for it, but you should go to country to country and find out what every country's comfort Dude, food I is. Dude, I think Andrew Zimmerman had already done that. No, he did like uh, bizarre with that foods show. or something. And yeah, well, I mean, but that was kind of the comfort foods. Do you guys remember the show called Three Sheets? Yes. Yes, yes, like I the drinking show. It. Yes, yeah. But he used to do the uh, the local. Was it called the Hangover? The Hangover. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, it was almost similar in that vein, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, again, a gourmet food. I I like new experiences. I like new things. I like gourmet food. Small little plates, and you know what? It, <laughs> no, it'll help me lose big some plates, weight. Small so, portions. That's gourmet. So again. <laughs> You know what? I'm getting That's up the in my age. And big plate, I, small portions. <laughs> <laughs> big plate, small portions. That's right. Uh, and then Brian's is going to be right. Um, right. big bowl and <laughs> right. slop. Lots there of, you go. Lots of napkins. <laughs> it's called big bowl. and Lots uh, of napkins. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's my called God. the trowel. That's right. <laughs> it's called tailgating with the con men. <laughs> So yeah, there uh, you go. Can I, I, I love that. I love that question. <laughs> can I say one thing for you, to you guys? What? That my cheeks hurt so much from <laughs> smiling <laughs> to your responses. I know. And, uh, Dude, and this is episode one, and it, uh, if, we're not going to tell you, but we've been at this for hours now, and when Wayne whittles, whittles it down, it's going to be amazing. So this is just, oh God, I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel re-energized i feel excited um that i get to share this experience with uh three guys now instead of the two prior and 
Uh, I, this just feels great. And Wayne has said it all night. Brian, I mean, how do you feel now that we're kind of at the oh, end of our first episode? This is for, exactly uh, what I two. needed. I can, I'm so excited to be back. This was so much fun. And to share this with everybody, to be back, to have the four of us together doing this, I mean, I, I, I'm speechless. I mean, I've been talking all night, but I'm, I'm speechless on how I feel that, that we're finally getting this episode one uh, that we're finally putting it together. And I'm just excited about season two in general. And I know we've got a lot coming up, a lot on our plate. And to be able to share that with everybody is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on this first episode of season two, Wayne? Well, I ha- enjoyed the ride. And then I just looked at the clock <laughs> and I realized how much time i have to end. i know i know i know dude if this goes like two hours i'm i'm cool with that whatever this is about embracing who we are that's that's the theme of this try to try to minimize that you know you have your life to to to, to lead now to wayne so you know what uh, honestly tony i think the theme for this, this season is correct we need to make sure that we capture what this essence of what we are yep. so uh, that's what we're going to do. That's right. So whether this is going to be four, three, four hours long or hour and a half, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it fuck, is what it I is. mean, uh, geez, we, we're not going anywhere. I mean, as long as we entertain you, you let us know. Uh, we do look at that stuff and we can tell uh, if you're listening or if you're not uh, to the whole episode. But uh, it's always good for us to know what you guys like and what you don't like. So, Oren. What were your thoughts of your first uh, con episode recording experience? I had a great time. Did we bore you? No. And you never do. (laughs) Thank you. He has to say that. He's part of the show now. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I know. I wanted to. uh, Yeah. 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 Oren, just, you know. know, We can't let other people know that I really hated it. And... um, (laughs) I hate you guys. <laughs> and fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, that's, that's oh, I love that. Yep. Oren, that is the great way to close out this episode, our first episode of season two. Thank you again for joining us on the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. And uh, Brian, do you want to say anything before we get going? Yeah, you know, we are excited to be back. We're looking forward to season two, and we've got a lot in store, so stay tuned. Wayne, anything else before we call it a show? No, I don't want to edit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. Uh, And again, just to recap, if we get 1,000 followers on our Twitter, that is at theconmen1, I will do a TikTok to the Clowncore video. And uh, yeah, that should be fun. I don't think it's going to happen, but hey, you never know. Once again, this has been the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. You can find us on Instagram, and this concludes this episode of the podcast. And as always, we will see you next time. Next time.